looking at here at the WLIWFM table, Gianna Volpe at Authors Night, East Hampton Authors Night, here with Tom Clavin. His newest is Follow Me to Hell, McNelly's Texas Rangers and the Rise of Frontier Justice. Last year it was Daniel Boone. This year the Texas Rangers. You've been writing exhaustively about our country's early history. A difficult and very bloody topic. How do you decompress from doing that? It's actually the opposite. Uh, it's 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 life that I have to decompress from. It's writing. I is understand very easy. that writing is easy. You know, it's like they say, comedy dying is easy. Comedy is hard. Right. <laughs> writing is easy. Living is hard. It was difficult to keep on top of Texas history for me. There were so many dang revolutions and coups and straight up murders. I felt like someone watching a horror movie begging them not to go back into the house when a former ruler would go back to Texas or Mexico. Were you surprised by that as well? Unpleasantly surprised. Well, I shouldn't say unpleasantly completely. I think if I knew how convoluted and difficult it would be to make sense of Texas history, I don't mean that as a criticism. It's just that they have a long and amazing history, the huge state, all these influences, waves of migration, uh, all these the, the independence from Mexico, uh, statehood, Alamo, San Jacinto, all, the, the outlaws, the cowboys, the cattle trails. I mean, it was, yes, that part of it was, as you say, exhaustively researched, and uh, that, that was a difficult, there's so many interesting figures to try and disentangle them from each other and present them in a way. When I finished this book, I felt differently than I had probably in almost any other book. I said, I hope, hope, hope this makes sense because I, I pretty much just have to finish it and turn it in. Right. And, and, and something that you didn't mention, which is, of course, the very difficult history uh, with the Native people. Yes. You know, uh, there's a reason why I've consciously removed using the word savage from my working lexicon mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of adjectives. Can you talk about the words early American uses? Yeah, savage was a word that was applied liberally to Native Americans. It's, uh, it's actually from a French word, sauvage. And the French sort of used it when they were first colonizing the Amer American and, uh, and encountering Native Americans. And it was a way to, I mean, when we were encountering, talking about European Americans, when we were encountering Indian tribes, because their way of living was so different from ours, uh, instead of giving them cultural credit, we did, you know, denigrated them, uh, called them savages. They, they, they had a culture that was very much different that had been around for hundreds of years, thousands of years. And so one way to maintain superiority or supposed superiority was to use words like savage and, and heathen and other words like that. And unfortunately, uh, some of that lasted well into the 20th century. And so some people even say till today. You know, I loved your shameless plug for Wild Bill in the section about Hardin and Hickok's meeting. I, I also loved what I assume were namesakes for the cities of Austin and Houston as real people who knew one another. Mm -hmm. And it was a thrill to learn how the Borden Milk Company came to be. <laughs> uh, what was my final question is what was your favorite historical tidbit that you learned from researching this book? Was it Santa Ana and uh, his connection to chewing gum? That was one I loved. I mean, there was <laughs> a number of ones that I loved in there. But one of the fun things about writing and researching is when you stumble upon something like that, that Santa Ana, the disgraced dictator of Mexico, ended up moving to New York or New Jersey area where he, he invented bubble gum, but unfortunately didn't patent it, so he never got rich from it. I mean, of all the things, then you get back, back to Mexico where, still disgraced, he finally died. Right. 
finally died, and they buried him in the military. He was, he was one of the ones that really made it the longest. He did. I mean, Mexican leaders did not have a history of, of living too long. No. But Santa Ana did, uh, even though it was in shame, and they couldn't bury him fast enough. Well, Tom, I am, as always, excited for your next book. This year's is Follow Me to Hell, McNelly's Texas Rangers and the Rise of Frontier Justice.